Hey, Reese, Bips, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. I, I don't know if I'm early or not. Welcome back to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am Mike Bibbins on Twitter at Bibbs Corner, joined by Maurice Williams at Mind of Reese on Instagram and YouTube. Reese, the Mavs snatched defeat from the jaws of victory here tonight. Uh... I don't even know how to describe the roller coaster of feelings that I had during this game, but uh, where, where did you land at the end of this one? First of all, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory has to be one of the most clever lines I've ever heard. Um, roller coaster of emotions. This wasn't one of those games for me. Okay. Um. This wasn't one of those games where I'm like, oh, my God, what the fuck is this team doing? And it was like, oh, my God, this is the Mavs I want. It was just like, okay, we're in this. We just – what was that Russell Westbrook interview? Just got to execute. Like, <laughs> just got to execute. I kind of – I was like, all right, this, this, this is going to come down to palm sweaty 30 seconds type deal. Uh, and it did. Um, not in the way I expected at all, but, um, yeah, I don't even, I don't even have a roller coaster of emotions right now. I'm just like, I don't want to say I don't care because that's not true, but I'm just like, I think indifference is, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. And I have feelings about it. And to be honest, I'm more so annoyed at, the responses I'm getting on Twitter right now, as opposed to the game. But what you mean? I, I mean, are we going to jump right into it? Because that's what is. I mean, it's about the end of the game. Talk about it. Well, let's talk. Let's try to talk about the the positives, right? Yeah. So you know, for a while it was it was a fun game. It was a lot of a lot of exciting things took place in this game. Um. Uh, what was I was gonna? You know, I had like plans. I was gonna ask you, like, you know, which which Josh Green moment was your favorite? Like, I had all these things lined up. You know what I mean? And uh, they they killed me. I don't even care about none of that shit anymore. Uh, well, I mean, the obvious favorite Josh Green moment was was the was the reverse dunk. <laughs> and we never got a replay. That's the part. We never got a replay. My almost favorite moment. Was that pass he got from Luca? That touch pass. Okay. Luca passes to him mid air. He bounced it right behind. I'm like, we seeing the vision. That boy, hey, he got eyes in the back of his head, man. Too bad it was uh, the end of the shot clock. Um, we gonna have to start doing like the weekly recaps. Start doing Josh Green moments of the week. <laughs> I mean, we might as well. <laughs> um, we really gonna be fanboys on this podcast, then, damn. Gotta slow down. Maxi Kleber hit a couple good shots. Um, has a couple big blocks. Um, Bullock hit a three. Good for him. Uh, five rebounds. He's I saw him doing. He was way more active in my opinion than I've seen him be in a long time. As far as like chasing down rebounds and stuff, feels like he's trying to find other ways to contribute if he's not hitting shots. So 
I didn't tweet it, but I saw it. I saw him grab a rebound, and I was like, man, he just out there grabbing rebounds, so he ain't got a bunch of fucking donuts <laughs> on the damn stats. He ain't really – man, them rebound – somebody was going to get the rebound. He ain't fight for no fucking rebound. Like, he had he a couple of them where he fought. Like, he had a couple of Josh Green moments where he came and, like, smacked the ball loose off a of, off of rebound. Uh, but the first one he got was one he chased down in the corner when it was going out of bounds, like it was going to be on our ball anyway. Yeah, I had that same thought. I was like, "This motherfucker just trying to get on the score- stat sheet." <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to Reggie Bullock. Um, minutes. Let's look at the minutes. Uh, Josh Green played twenty five fifty one. He played a lot of minutes late. He was the last one to hit a free throw. I think went two for two from the line before they pulled him out. Uh, <clears throat> Maxi Kleber played twenty eight. Christian Wood played twenty three. Eh. Um, that's really the big three I care about. Is not anything else positive we need to say? Um, Luca had think, a nice dunk. Huh? Luca had a nice dunk. I posted. Yeah, dunk. I love. He had a nice dunk. Spencer had two nice dunks. Spencer had one on Brooke. I made the joke because they talked about uh, Christy Tolliver had offered a stack to whoever would take a charge on uh, Giannis. Giannis, yeah. Went and said, give me my bread after he took the charge. Um, I Everybody was going at Brooke. How many blocks did he end up with? Was it three? Just three? Well, he probably just contested a lot, but everybody was going at Brooke like he's not leading the league in blocks, and it was getting on my nerves. I was like, he, she must have put up 100K for somebody to dunk on Brooke. <laughs> And then uh then when he did it. So um yeah, man. It, I like the offense in this game, uh, for the most part. Obviously, there's always moments where it's like, uh, that was a bad possession, the Mavs leaking through, the ball not moving enough. But for the most part, especially going up against a defensive team like the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, I think we held our own pretty good. Just you can't have collapses. I tweeted it out. And this was before the fourth quarter, I think. I can't remember when it was. I said the only team. No, this was like first half when I tweeted this. Uh, only team that's stopping the Mavs is the Mavs or something like that. Let me see. When did I tweet this out? An hour ago at 11.47 p.m. Only team that can stop the Mavs when they're shooting this well is the Mavs. Obviously, I was talking about three-point shooting and not free throw. <laughs> um. The uh, the big thing that was killing me in this game was Spencer Dinwiddie's passing. Yeah. Wasn't feeling that shit. I told you I missed, like, a lot of minutes due to the, the Lakers and Sixers overtime game. As soon as I tuned in, he throwing some bullshit, like, back-to-back. And I'm just like, bro. Uh, one time he tried to jump in the air and throw an alley-oop, and he fussing at the other motherfucker. I'm like, bro, what? Well, that wasn't even a good pass. That what any other time, like it's times when Faco was still on the team and Faco would try something. I'd be like, you know what? He had good intentions. It's just, you know, lack communication, probably no chemistry there. The pass that Spencer be doing, I'd be like, yo, that just wasn't like, <laughs> why you do that? He, he is a terrible passer. Um, it was funny. He had one good pass and it was the, the lob to Wood where he got fouled. And um, 
JJ Reddick went out of his way to talk about how great a pass it was. It was like, we're not about to sit here and talk about this being a great pass when we didn't watch this motherfucker throw the ball all over the place the whole game. Like, I don't give a fuck about this one pass. I'm not I wouldn't say Spence is a terrible passer. A terrible pass. But his bad passes are so bad. Like, the good ones don't even matter. The last lob attempt to Wood, like, it was such an easy lob. Like, Wood was so open. And then Witty just went out of his way to make it more complicated than it was and threw it like he was throwing the lob to, like, prime minute bowl being lowered from the ceiling like Sting. I don't <laughs> I don't know what, what he was doing. Oh, man. Spencer. Oh, my God, bro. Let's get to this other stuff, man. Uh, so first thing first, uh, the bipolar tendencies of Tim Hardaway Jr. have returned. He was three for nine on the night. Yeah, I was like, Tim is back. Two for seven from three. And most, most importantly, as Giannis said, the basketball gods rewarded his hard work because he fouled out contesting the Tim Hardaway Jr. three. But the basketball guys made sure that Tim Hardaway Jr. clanked all three free throws. All three. All three. You thought the two the other night was fluky. It was weird. It actually helped us that he missed the second one. So he came out and said, here's three more for you in the clutch. Boy, picked up right way, left off. You see consistent. <sighs> then... We got bailed out because first we gave up a we gave up a wide the fuck open layup to Brooke Lopez to give them the lead. Came back, had an inbound, and really they were just hustling for the ball. It should have been a no call. But we got bailed out. They called a foul to put Dorian Finney Smith on the line. He bricked two free throws. Now before we get into this, I do have to precede this by mentioning that Luca's also four for 10 from the free throw line. So it wasn't just the others. Luca was leading by example from the free throw line tonight. 10 for 24 as a team. Wait, you said we gave up a wide open layup to Brooke Lopez. Yes. Are you talking about the inbound? Yes. That came after the free throws. After Dorian's or after? After Dorian's. Fuck it. We missed five free throws in a row, and then we gave yeah. up a wide-open layup. Yeah, and Dorian was a part of that fucking wide-open layup. I don't – it happened so quick, I didn't even see the setup. I just I, look, saw Brooke Lopez catching the ball with nobody near him. All I saw – I said he was a part of it. It ain't solely his fault. It's both of their motherfucking fault. It's him and Maxie's fault, in my opinion. Did they just when I'm watching it, it looks like – it looks like Chris Middleton is screening Maxi, but it looks like he's holding him too. But I can't tell if it's bad enough to where they're going to call a foul. So Dorian's right there. It's in your line of sight. You see he can't get through. And you know Brooke Lopez is behind you. So why are you still fighting up towards the top of the key? Now, granted. Him yelling at Maxi, I get it always oh, supposed nah, um, nah, motherfucker, it's your fault too. Don't that's the type you know what that is? That's when and it happens on basketball courts. It happened with anything. You know how when you fuck up 
and everybody on your ass about something and somebody fuck up right after you and you try to get off, you try to get on their ass to deflect off of you. Nah, you still missed them two free throws and you whiffed on defense. And here I go tweeting and, and since you want to talk about the, the last, the end of the, oh wait, no, let's not even, you missed the crucial part. Which part? Brooke Lopez gets a wide open layup. We have 7.8 seconds left and no timeout is called. We dribble the ball all the way up the court. Full court with defense on him. Full court pressure. Take five full seconds off the clock. We're only down one point. Now hear me out. Brooke Lopez makes the layup. Boom. Call timeout. We're already in the half court with 7.8 seconds, and we only need to score two as opposed to us being in the half court anyway with two seconds left for Luca to put up some bullshit three because Jason Kidd doesn't know how to call plays after a timeout. Reese. Say that last thing one more time. Jason Kidd does not know how to call plays out of a timeout. And that wasn't going to change with seven seconds. But but here's my thing. I I hear you. You're right. My thing with the seven seconds is. I accepted that our team is our team. Like seven seconds, eight seconds, 10 seconds. It was going to be some Luca bullshit at the end buzzer. That's that's all we was going to get. At least with seven seconds, I'm like, all right, fuck Jason Kidd. I know he not come up, he not coming up with shit. It's probably crossword puzzles on that fucking playbook board or whatever. But at least with seven seconds, Luca has time to create something. Okay, Luca would potentially have the opportunity. Yes, to somebody else. Yes, <laughs> if the if he realized the step back wasn't gonna be there, he can create something with two seconds. What the fuck is he creating? That's kid's excuse probably in the post game is going to be, you know, with two seconds left, and our best shot is Lucas. And I wish I was a reporter because I'd be like, um, excuse me, sir, why did they only have two seconds left? You know what I would ask? Jason, how long did that Brooke Lopez play take for the Bucks? I just, I have got, you, we, we, I just, I don't fucking understand. He didn't even attempt. To throw a fucking, you know how bad you got to be as a coach for the opposing team to not even think, oh, they ain't throwing no love to the basket. Down one with two seconds left. Who and we the throwing Bucks a love to? The Bucks had no timeouts. You, sc- you, sc- you score, they got to go full court. Throw a lot to Maxi, Dwight, Christian Woods, some fucking body. Josh Green, I don't know. I'm saying the dudes that we would throw lives to are on the bench because a kid don't trust them. Uh, All this to say, once we got into that situation, I already knew it was going to be, we're going to win on some luck or we're going to lose on some luck uh, or lose on some bullshit. Cause Jason kid wasn't about to draw nothing out. We knew that. As soon as we had that situation, Jason kid wasn't going to draw nothing up. We weren't going to hit no free throws. I couldn't believe he didn't call that timeout. I don't know if 
And I kind of don't even want to give him the benefit of the doubt of this, but the way it played out, because I, 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 I kind of want to rewind it right now because I still got it up on the TV and I got DVR so I could just okay. rewind back. But it just, it, it don't make sense. You know what sucks? The Bucks' best defensive lineup is... Oh, uh, damn, I can't rewind back. It's also their best offensive lineup. And that's not the case for us. <sighs> they still have to get the right people on the floor. Their right people are already on the floor. That's what makes them a great team. And we are not that. Oh, I did rewind back. Okay, I'm at seven minutes right now. <laughs> you wanna, where are you trying to get back to? Um, I'm getting back to the last part where uh, Brooke Lopez. Got the, I, I went back too far. I'm at seven minutes. Oh, yeah, you went way too far. Yeah. Um, hold on, I'm fast forwarding now. Let you get to it. Um, fucking Grizzlies. Uh, maybe the Pelicans are for real. Maybe everybody was asleep. The Pelicans are for real. I wasn't asleep. Shout out to CJ McCullough. Great podcast. If you don't, I'm killing time. I've never listened to it. If you've never listened, to, go listen to the last couple episodes. The second to last episode, he addressed the uh, Tony Brother situation. And the last episode was good too. He talked about some stuff. Uh, he talked about, uh, I think it's called Two Bleeping Small. Let me see. <clears throat> I gotta find it. But he has a, his podcast is great because I, I used to joke that he talked about the game like he wasn't actually on a, a pro NBA player. And, uh, but he'll give you insight into like conversations he's had with other players about different situations. Like he talked about, uh, trash talk and like what people might say or do, what people get away with. Um, it's a, it's a, oh, he talked about, um, I think Zion being into anime in the last episode. It's called, the episode's called Powers of a Saiyan. And the one previously was You Are Too Small. Um, Israel Gutierrez doesn't add a lot, but he allows CJ to have somebody to bounce stuff off of because CJ used to be okay. Okay, here's my thing. This 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 is what I'm talking about. I'm at the play now. Okay, no, no, no. I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. Fuck him. <laughs> what I was doing, what because in real time when I'm watching it, everything's moving so fast. So I'm thinking maybe I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe after Brooke Lopez got that layup, Luca was just like, boom, give me the ball. I'm going. No. It's not what happened. Like, it's not what happened at all. Brooke Lopez scored the layup. <clears throat> Dorian Finney-Smith is holding the ball out of bounds. Luca hasn't even come up yet. He's coming up kind of slow or delayed as if he's waiting for a timeout to be called. We all are. He's looking around. Nothing. Like, Jason Kidd had all the time in the world to call a fucking timeout, man. And let me say this. I tweeted out, obviously, Luca gets the last shot off, that bullshit, whatever. He's pissed, visibly. And personally, I don't blame him. I'd be pissed, too. And I'm pretty sure he loves his teammates, but in my head, I'd be like, I'm fed up with these motherfuckers. After the game, he was pissed? Yeah, you could see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he stormed out. He didn't even... 
He didn't acknowledge nobody. He was waving his hand at the bench and everything, like you know. And I said, you know what? I I don't blame him. I'm curious what he what he's gonna say after the game because he's been a little bit more vocal, but I don't think he's gonna say anything crazy. I don't think he's gonna call them out publicly. Not not his teammates. Oh okay. Um. So I tweeted that, and here comes everybody. Oh, it's on him too. Such and such. I'm like, look. Let me tell y'all something. I understand y'all don't like looking like Lucas Stan sometimes. But having some common fucking sense sometimes is even better. If you want to say, oh, well, he missed free throws throughout the game, too. You know what? That's a fair stance. Let me tell you why I disagree. Him, along with other players on the team throughout the game, missed free throws. Guess what? We were still in a position to win. We had a one-point lead when Tim Hardaway Jr. missed three fucking free throws that also fouled their best player out of the game. We were up one point when Dorian Finney-Smith missed two free throws. We were up one point when Dorian Finney-Smith was a part of a defensive collapse that allowed a seven-fucking-footer to roll his big ass right to the paint and catch an alley oop. The the easiest possible scoring opportunity. We were down one point <clears throat> when his head coach chose not to call a timeout until he got the ball past half court. Actually, I think Luca called the timeout at yeah, that point. I believe so. And I want to say that was probably why he was mad. So I said, I'm curious what his quotes might be. So if you want to tell me, oh, it's on Luca, fine. I'm not gonna argue with you. I got uh, I got some nice Grant Absith quotes here. Uh, shout out to Grant. Uh, he's been of the journalists out there. He's probably been the most vocally anti kid uh, or questioning of kid, I should say. Uh, he actually asked me if I had a question that he, I wanted him to ask kid one time, but I, I got back to him too late. Um, he had two quotes here I'm going to read. The first one was, <clears throat> perhaps the most fascinating, and it's the, the way you do it, you know what I'm saying? Perhaps the most fascinating thing about the Mavericks allowing a wide open game winning layup on an inbounds pass is that Christian Wood wasn't on the floor to be the scapegoat. The players involved have been around a while. That is inexcusable coaching execution. Part two, you can't call out Twitter coaches, then coach a fourth quarter like Jason Kidd did tonight, days later. Bars. Facts. Dallas Maverick fans, the NBA season is heating up and there's still so many unknown possibilities. I mean, we're really only in the first quarter of the season still. Luka is racing up the MVP ladder at the top right now, but I guess it's depending on who you ask. But anything can happen. You can go on DraftKings Sportsbook and make predictions on MVP awards. Maybe you think Luka Doncic is going to be MVP. Maybe you think Jason Tatum will be MVP. Sixth man of the year. It's Christian Wood making a case. Maybe it's Benedict Matherin, the young rookie 
first rookie to win sixth man of the year since Ben Gordon, possibly. Anything can happen. Most improved player. The way the NBA is shaping up this year, it's a lot of options. When I'm looking to get into action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total points, maybe the over-under on total team points, and much more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Now, be smart about it. Don't You got to add legs, but be smart about your bets. Don't go into this doing an eight-leg parlay with Kevin Durant to score 15 points, Luka Doncic to score 10 points, Luka Doncic to get five assists. You're not going to win much money like that. You got to bet big. Go big or go home. Me, I go home a lot. I tend to do these eight-leg parlays, and and, and, and they fail terribly. Uh, y'all heard my rant about Alpron Shingun. Um, just a few days ago, which I'm still hurt about because I would still have that $249. But hey, you live to bet another day. Bars. Just download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Jason Mid is back. All right, I'm sorry. He never left. He never left. Tim Hardaway Jr. just stopped being the best shooter in the world like he was for a week. Yeah, he ain't had the players out there to cover his ass. Oh, we only had three players in double digits. The um, Milwaukee Bucks had five. Uh, so I don't want to say Luca carried because other guys did hold their own weight. Um, but when our best player is putting on, and, and granted, it wasn't as efficient as most of his other performances. But if you saw what the fuck I saw and you want to blame him just because he missed free throws like everybody else did. And granted, listen to what I'm saying. This is not a Luca bias thing. Because I'm not saying everyone is to blame except Luca. I'm blaming three motherfuckers. <laughs> Jason Kidd, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Dorian Finney-Smith. I'm not blaming Tim Hardaway Jr. for, you know, having a lackluster game. After the games he had, sure, you were due for one. But goddamn, three free throws? You holding the mic? Huh? Are you doing the mic thing? No, I did lean down a little bit though. Right, got a little distorted. I was making sure. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, like, and, and let me tell y'all something because y'all pissing me off. Okay, this is <laughs> this. You know how Biz was getting on here yelling, 
because Jason Kidd was pissing him off. Y'all, the fans are pissing me off. Y'all, we talked about this. Y'all been giving Dorian Finney Smith a pass for too goddamn long, and I'm tired of it. This motherfucker went out there and almost single handedly cost us the game. I know people like to say, oh, well, this would, if this would, I saw what the fuck happened. He missed two free throws when we was up by one point, then gave up a layup on the other end, respectively, mm. literally, in sequence. It happened consecutively. Not a single, no, I'm not going to say not a single people in the timeline about it because that's not true. Not enough. Y'all talking too much about other shit. Y'all talking about Luca missing free throws and the whole team missing free throws. I don't care about the whole team missing free throws. Whole team was missing free throws the whole game. When it came down to it, that motherfucker missed the ones that counted the most. Stop giving that man a pass. That's all I got to say. I'm good. We just needed one. <laughs> we, I, did, I tweeted that. I said, yo, we just need one. I'm not even asking for both. I felt good about us defending uh game winning three or make it or forcing them to go for two. But when you're only up by one point, they have options. You didn't need to make both. You just needed to make one. And we gave them a layup. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Right? <laughs> Come uh, on, man. I think the part that makes it even that much more frustrating is knowing that we will we'll never get a play like that as it stands. We won't because our coach is a dick. He hey. try. I, I don't even see us trying anything in these plays. Like, when was the last time Jason Kidd drew up a play? Like, I see some actions in our system, but it's mostly free flow and it's mostly yeah. directed. It's mostly Luca calling for who he wants to set the screens and stuff like that. That goddamn clip of him mic'd up coaching Dorian Finney-Smith on defense has carried him for too long. We done with that shit. That shit happened in the playoffs. It's cool. I'm over it. Be a coach, goddammit. I vouched for you. When everybody else was like, uh, I don't like this Jason Kidd shit, I said, man, give him a chance. And he did his thing. But now... After a season under your belt, everybody is, is whispers in the, in the locker rooms around the league like, hey, y'all, I don't know if y'all know this, but um, <clears throat> that motherfucker can't coach. That's all I got to say, man. I'm good. We play the Chicago Bulls tomorrow in Chicago uh, on the road. So we got to get on a plane, pissed, <laughs> and go up to Chirac. So was good. <laughs> go to Come on, dog. <laughs> <laughs> go to Chicago. The game is at uh, 8 Eastern, 7 Central. I said 2 or 2. I wouldn't be surprised if it comes true. I think I even said we would lose to the Bulls. I I, I don't know how I'm gonna handle that. Bro. I don't know what that looks like. That team is so ass defensively. I haven't watched that team at all. 
uh, it might Luca might have to deal with fifty piece. He might be that pissed actually that he just puts his head down and goes to the rim all night. Who's stopping him? Vucevic, Drummond. Worry about no motherfucking Drummond. Actually, I'm, I probably should. I was about to say, I just thought about it. Like, a drumming 15-15 would be hilarious. Oh, my God. Be pure comedy. Speaking of pure comedy, um, you got any movie plans, TV plans before we get out of here? Um, currently, no. Uh, I was going to go tomorrow, but some plans have changed. So, Gotcha. I think I'm finally going to see Devotion tomorrow. Um, I want to see The Whale, but it's not in my local, local theater. I might do that during the week since I'm off. I was actually going to check to see if Whale is in my theater after I listened to your, uh, your part. Yeah, I did watch, I uh, mentioned on, um, so on the Bib Sporter pod, I had a, I do, I'm doing that now like a weekly what to watch this weekend thing. And I mentioned during the Emancipation piece, that uh, another sh- movie on on Apple Plus I needed to watch was Causeway, and uh, around eight o'clock Eastern, so two hours before the game, I was like, you know what, I got enough time to squeeze in a movie. If one of these movies is under two hours, I'm gonna do it. And Causeway is like an hour and a half. It's Jennifer Lawrence and uh, Brian Tyree Henry. I watched it. I wasn't mad at it. Um, but my main takeaway was that Brian Tyree Henry was acting circles around Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> hey, man, my boy got lunch. As expected. <laughs> uh, and that's what I'm saying. Like, the great thing about him is, like, I th- the great thing about his career, I mean, is that he got to be uh, Paperboy on Atlanta while he was taking on other very diverse roles. So it was like he, he wouldn't get typecast as, right. like, a Paperboy type. Like he got to be everything. Like I just saw him have a British accent on Bullet Train, and I I damn near had to check his Wikipedia. <laughs> exactly, I was like, hold up, is he one of them too? Like you know, they sneak him in. Oh man, but yeah. Um, and it was funny. I went like after I, I told somebody, I was like, man, he's such so much, such a better actor than her because they like they had a dramatic scene together. And then I went and looked, and he's been nominated for three awards at different festivals, and those are the only awards the movie's getting so far. Uh, but I keep seeing it on people's top ten lists for the year, so I figured I'd knock that out. It was alright. It was cool. By the end, it got me. Uh, I just don't enjoy Jennifer Lawrence. Um, I'm probably going to watch Emancipation. I think I told you that. And, oh man, I'm going to be Negro spiritual out this weekend. I'm going to watch Emancipation and Devotion. (laughs) I got to listen to Will Smith doing a a slave. Man, I ain't watching that shit. (laughs) I feel like they're making it an action movie. I didn't watch the whole trailer, but I feel like they're doing an action movie because it's it's Fuqua from Training Day. Um, Yeah, but I heard about the writers. I you listed those writers, and I was like, I don't know about this shit. Bro. That's why I was like, this is a weird mix of things, but I ain't got shit else to do. So, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna start it. 
I ain't gonna commit to watching the two hour movie at home. Like if I paid to go to the theater, that's the only reason I sat through Bones and all. But uh, I mean, well, I only paid fifty cents. I really should have just left. But uh, <laughs> um, if Emancipation is asked like an hour in, I'm I'm cutting that shit off. Yeah. So uh, we'll be back here tomorrow night, I guess. Right? Yeah. And then Sunday is the big what episode. Time is the game tomorrow. It's eight o'clock Easter, so it'll be over around ten thirty. Okay. Any conflicts? Nah. Um, I know I got to pick my girlfriend up from work, and she probably get off like eight o'clock. So you might miss the start. Yeah, I'll probably listen to it on the drive though. Okay. No worries. And then Sunday, uh, we got the big episode, uh, the weekly episode. We're gonna try to fix the maps. And I'm glad we caught an L before we got to that episode because probably about to get a lot of submissions. People like to act like shit is great when we're winning, and shit ain't sweet. Forget shit was asked like two two days ago. So I saw somebody said I'm firing up the trade machine right now after the game was over. Man, somebody put Dorian in the trade machine already. I seen it. <laughs> oh, this gonna be fun, man. It's gonna be real fun. I'm personally, I'm I'm tapping into my my GM brain. Um, I'm forget. Uh, all that like Mark Cuban got in my DMs and said, Hey, I'm gonna give you a week to be GM. Tell me what your plan is, and that's what I'm planning to lay out. So uh should be fun. Like I said, we've had some submissions already. Still some time. If you haven't submitted yet, slide in the Mavs outside his DMs. Tell us what your plan is to fix the Mavs, throw some stuff in the trade machine. Um, you can tell like if people can't be traded yet, just tell us, you know, do this trade on X XYZ date, whatever. Uh, fire Jason Kidd. I want to see it all. I want all that type of stuff. So, so get get busy, get active, send that stuff to us. Anything else? <clears throat> wow, let's get the fuck out of here. It's almost one thirty. All right. Yeah. When you started talking, I was like, okay, we sing with me no twenty minutes. So, <laughs> uh, oh, one. I do have one other thing I have to tell y'all. Um, I did an appearance on my my boy's show, bro. What the fuck, uh, bro? WTF? Um. Uh, we did a all-time top 10 favorite movies. Uh, four of us listed them. My list was was very different. I had pulled my list together on the spot because I was a dumbass, and I did my top 10 movies of this year. And then, like, right before, he was like, nah, man, all time. So I threw, it, threw together a list, but I think I'm happy with how it came out. Uh, if you want the link, ask me for it. Otherwise, I, I did retweet it. The podcast is bruh, WTF. Uh, check it out. But until next time, Peace. Peace.